Hi, this is Christopher Perrin with another episode of The Christopher Perrin Show. This is a podcast that's a part of the TrueNorth.fm podcast network. You can listen or view all of these podcasts at TrueNorth.fm. In this particular episode, I want to talk a bit about the fortitude that is necessary to be a teacher. In a previous episode, I talked about fortitude or courage as it relates to being a student, but teachers too need to be brave. And teachers, too, are tempted at times, well, to be cowardly. You know, if you're a teacher, sometimes you feel like you're in a fishbowl and everybody is looking at you because they are, all those students, and sometimes their parents through the eyes of their students. And sometimes the reports that come back about you aren't quite accurate, aren't quite true. And sometimes you're unjustly criticized, for example. Can you suffer that kind of injury because of what you love about being a teacher? And what about when students are slow to see the beauty, say, of the poetry you're teaching or the history or the Latin or biology? Can you patiently endure the slowness that sometimes comes in the form of your students' learning? Sometimes we forget uh, how long it took us to learn Latin, and we we can become impatient with the students who aren't learning as quickly as we think maybe they should now. Uh, I have an acquaintance who's an Old Testament professor, teaches Hebrew, and he's been teaching Hebrew for about 40 years. And he says, you know, now I'm not the best person to teach Hebrew because I have forgotten what it's like to learn it. So my grad students are better teachers of Hebrew because they're closer to having first learned it. And they're still learning it. When it comes to Hebrew, I think you're always learning it. So there are many ways in which teachers have to suffer. And of course, you know that your students are going to need at times to patiently endure, to show courage and fortitude, to suffer. The word patience comes from patior, which means I suffer. But we suffer for something that is worthy and good, and we can do so even with good cheer. So can you as a teacher at times patiently suffer, even without sadness or confusion and with good cheer? This is, what the, this is what the virtue of fortitude can bring to us. So you know that as a teacher, you also model virtue. And how will your students acquire this virtue of courage if you yourself can't model it and embody it? If you can't tell your own stories of how you have had to patiently endure and how you continue to do so, because we never really finally and ultimately arrive at the perfect acquisition of a virtue like fortitude. So we know that uh, as Christians, those of you who are in the Christian tradition, we are to carry crosses, we're to, we're, we're to suffer, we're to bear burdens, but we're never called to bear burdens without laced joy. Uh, we, we, in the midst of sorrow, there is cheer. And this is a kind of paradox, and it's the paradox of martyrdom too, that through the centuries, Christians were able to, in a hard to understand way, joyfully and joyfully face their own martyrdoms. Not that they sought martyrdom. In fact, in the Christian tradition, it's quite clear that you don't go seeking pain for pain's sake, and you don't go seeking to be martyred for martyrdom's sake. In fact, you're to resist going to death. Uh, It's not good to die, 
but you're willing to die if that's what's required of you and your faith in Christ. Well, by extension, there are many little deaths that we die, such that the Apostle Paul can say we die daily. Students will have to die daily. Students will have to bear some burdens. And can you help make their burden lighter, even as you are carrying your own burden? And others are helping you as well, fellow teachers, spouses, friends, and maybe in some ironic ways, even your students help you to bear your own burdens. And maybe ironic isn't the right word. Maybe that's, maybe it's perfectly appropriate that it would be your students who make your burden lighter. Because their own incremental growth and progress in, say, learning Latin or poetry or history or biology, their own slowly evolving joy, uh, doesn't that inspire you and keep you coming back into the classroom? So, as with every other virtue, we must model fortitude if our students are going to have it. They must see it in us and see it as something good, real, and attractive, such that they want it before they even know that they want it. Well, I hope that's a, a bit of an encouragement to you, and I encourage you to consider this book that I'm holding before the camera, for those of you who are viewing, The Four Cardinal Virtues by Joseph Pieper. Uh, a great book to read about these cardinal virtues, and it's from the perspective of the Christian tradition as well. Now, these classical virtues existed for centuries before Christ, but when the Christian church looked at these four cardinal virtues, it largely approved of them as, as just human virtues that therefore are, are, are imported directly into the Christian faith and, in fact, are taught in various ways by the scrit scriptures themselves. So the classical tradition of the four cardinal virtues is absorbed into the Christian faith and extended um, through it. And now, you might know that the three theological virtues of faith, hope, and love are infused into those four cardinal virtues in the Christian tradition and give them a kind of new shine and life. Be that as it may, we all need fortitude, and we, our students need fortitude, our classrooms need fortitude, our parents need fortitude, our communities need fortitude, and every teacher needs it and should model it. Thanks for viewing or watching. I really appreciate it. This is Christopher Perrin for The Christopher Perrin Show. I'd like to thank you for watching or listening to The Christopher Perrin Show. And to do that, I can give you a coupon code that will give you 10% off on anything that you might care to order at classicalacademicpress.com. And the coupon code is simply CPSHOW. Thanks again for listening or watching.